Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Totally Kind of Okay podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany Joy Bankhead, and thanks for joining me here today. I am doing Totally Kind of Okay. Thanks for asking. Actually, I am depressed, and I am depressed as I am recording this podcast. I have been for a few weeks now, and that's what I'm going to be talking about. And I'm going to talk about how I'm working on overcoming it and what I'm doing to get through it. Also, it's currently snowing right now, so if there's a little bit of background noise, that's what it is. It's the snow. Um, Yesterday, it was literally like 60 degrees and sunny and beautiful, and today it's like a high of like 39 and snowing. So (laughs) that is what it's like living in northern Arizona. Um, We're in like high desert slash forest up here. So weather is constantly changing. Just what it is. Um, anyway, this podcast is designed to help you improve your mental health after listening to each episode. We talk about real life experience with mental health issues and disorders, mostly mine. We discuss mental health treatment, tools you can apply to your life today, and healthy habits that improve your overall health mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. I share my personal struggles and my victories I've had with my mental health after being diagnosed 11 years ago with bipolar 2, type 2, seasonal depression, generalized anxiety, and ADHD. This is episode 13. Thank you for tuning in today. I'm so excited. We're already on our third episode of the year. So that's a big accomplishment for me because one of my goals was to do at least two podcast recordings a month. And so I only have one more to achieve my goal by the end of February. So are you working? That's a good uh, segue for me to ask. Are you working on your goals right now? Like what have you been doing this year so far that you're proud of? Like what behaviors or habits have you changed What um, mindset have you been working on or changing? How have you been working on your personal development and growth? Uh, What are things that you're doing every day for self-care? This is just a reminder as we are about halfway through February right now. um, If you haven't set goals yet, if you haven't decided how you want your year to be, um... I know a lot of people like just go with the flow and just kind of have intentions that you want to have a good positive life that, you know, that to some degree that's understandable. That's okay. But my personal belief is that in order to be growing, you really need to be intentional and set a plan and set goals. Even if the goal is to do more of something or to do less of something or to stop doing something it doesn't necessarily need to be like this big extravagant goal like I have a goal to um, make a certain amount of money with the podcast this year and to produce and release 25 episodes like that's a pretty big goal especially because this is only my second year of podcasting so for you the goal might be just to eat more vegetables or to go on more walks, like, you know, five walks a week, or walk, you know, 20 minutes a day, or whatever it is, or it could be, like, reading a book per month, or something like that, um, it can be really simple, but I think it's important 
to um, become a better person and to improve your mental health, really, to set goals. Because when you set goals and you achieve them, or you work on achieving them and you're taking action daily, um, it builds confidence in yourself and that helps you be mentally healthy. Confidence is a mental health tool that you can use because it makes you um, make better decisions about other things in your life and it also helps you to advocate for yourself because you feel confident in understanding how you're feeling or what you need. So just a little um, tidbit side note about that um, because, you know, it's a second month of the year. So, and it, on that note, if you haven't set any goals yet, go back and listen to episode 10, how to end your year and start your year mentally healthy because I give some really good four journal prompts for you to... Um, questions to think about and things like that, you know, how you can set intentions for your year and have a better year and be more mentally healthy. And then there's also just a few things, recommendations for having better, bitter, bitter, better, better mental health for the year. So go check out episode 10, please. Um, so on this episode, though, number 13, we're talking about what I'm doing to get through seasonal depression and how I'm trying to get over it quicker than I did last year. Because if you go back and listen to episode, I think it was six, it was called I Was Sad. Last year, I did it about halfway through the year. And I talked about how I struggled with depression for like at least four months last year. And so this year, I don't want to struggle for that long. I want to get over it quicker and so I'm taking action and I'm going to be talking about the things I'm doing. If you want to listen to the symptoms of seasonal depression, you can either go to episode I think number two where it says you might be sad for seasonal affective disorder or you can go back and listen to episode 12 where I talked about my symptoms this year of seasonal depression called depressed dot 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 again. And um, I talk all about uh, how symptoms are similar to last year and how they're different this year. So today I am discussing all the actions I have taken to get over SAD thus far. And these are things you can easily do too. In general, most of these things are free, um, which is what I like to do. I like to provide tools and strategies for you that are most often free. Um, or they cost very, very little money. Like, for example, it could be journaling and like, you know, you can literally go to like the Dollar Tree and get a journal and a pen. So, um, these strategies that I'm going to be talking about today can be applied to not only seasonal depression, but also bipolar depression or generalized chronic depression. So if you've been diagnosed with any type of depression, um, you can apply these strategies and coping tools and um, just actions that I'm taking to uh, help decrease depression no matter what kind it is. But these, some of them are specific towards seasonal depression. So we're going to start with an affirmation today. I love affirmations because they help change at least a couple thoughts in your day, which we have about 60,000 thoughts a day uh, per research. 
and about 95% of those thoughts are the same and about, gosh, I think it's like 50 or 60% of those thoughts are negative. So by doing affirmations, you can change, start to change the way you think and add in some more positive thoughts instead of, and replace some of those negative ones. So I'm going to say the affirmation and then we're going to repeat it together three times. The affirmation today is, I do what I can, when I can, and where I can in order to help myself feel better. So let's say that three times together. I do what I can, when I can, and where I can in order to help myself feel better. I do what I can, when I can, and where I can in order to help myself feel better. I do what I can, when I can, and where I can in order to help myself feel better. Now let's jump into all the things that you can do that... These are things that I'm literally doing. So I'm not trying to tell you like something that is like I'm I'm walking the talk right now. Like I'm doing these things every day or every week and um I'm I'm living proof that you know these things are helping me get better. I definitely I don't know. My depression hasn't been so severe. Like I think the highest it was on a scale of one to 10, one being like you have no depression or zero, I guess. And then 10 being like you're suicidal, um, or engaging in suicide behaviors. I think the highest it was in the past few weeks was like a six, but I've been generally like hovering around a four to five. Um, so it hasn't been too bad. And I'm already had some moments where I feel better and um, this is what I'm doing. So to treat it and to get help, I will say the first thing, I kind of talked about this in episode 12, how I was feeling lonely because lonely is one of the symptoms of the depression I'm going through and it's loneliness is often a symptom of any type of depression. I reached out to my mom. Well, I reached out to a couple friends and um, asked them to do something with me. They were both busy, but that's what happens when you ask somebody to do something the day before you're asking them. Like, I'm sure if I would have told them a few days in advance, they probably would have had time or wouldn't have had plans already. But it is what it is, and I definitely could have reached out to more people, but I just didn't really feel like putting in the effort. Like, that was the only amount of effort that I had for the day. But you can always, always reach out to your mom. Violet Benson of Daddy Issues on the Almost Adulting podcast, I learned this from her. She said, if, no, if you feel like you have nobody there for you, you always have your mom. And if you don't have a mom, I'm so sorry. Hopefully you have like a mother figure in your life, like a friend or coworker or aunt or uncle or grandma or cousin or somebody uh, or mentor that kind of takes the place of that but if you have your mom you're very lucky and be grateful that you have a mom every day unless of course it's a toxic abusive relationship in which uh, I would not recommend engaging in that anyway um, I have a mom and she's amazing and no matter what I'm going through I know I can always reach out to my mom so I kind of just text her and was like hey I'm feeling kind of lonely can we do something tomorrow and of course, immediately she said yes and said, you know, what do you want to do? And I said, you know, I wanted to go on a hike, but 
and then um, the next day came and we ended up going off-roading with my dad aka my stepdad I, I consider my stepdad also my dad and in, in addition to my biological dad um, that's a whole nother story but um, and shout out to my stepdad if you're listening you are amazing happy birthday recently and I'm so grateful that you're part of my life um, I think it, one thing I'm trying to do recently is practice more gratitude and thanking people for being in my life and for the way they've affected my life. So I'm doing that on the podcast. Um, so we went off-roading for like an hour and then I ended up having dinner with my brother and my parents and that was really nice because I got to just be around people so I wasn't so lonely and to also be able to talk and open up with them. And also it's a good distraction like because you're not just going to talk about the whole time like uh, your depression and why you're depressed and how you're feeling like there's, you're going to be able to talk to other people and let them say stuff and get like distracted from everything and the problems you're going through. So, um, and also I will shout out my mom who's my hero and is just incredible. Um, she even asked me like a couple weeks ago if I was depressed and I said probably, and I kind of laughed it off, but Moms are so intuitive. They know, like, when you're going through issues and they can, like, help you recognize it. My mom is actually, I'm going to create a wellness plan, which I'm going to talk about, but she's going to, she's an integral part of my treatment and wellness plan. The next thing you can do, which kind of relates to what I just talked about, is talking about your depression with people. So I reached out to my mom and talked about it. I've also um, seen a friend recently, a couple people, and talked about how I was feeling depressed. And we um, went, we were at the dog park, so we like walked around and did laps and talked about how we were feeling. And you can, if you don't have people that you feel safe with talking about this with, um, or like you just don't have that many people in your life, I mean. Everybody has somebody, whether it's a coworker or a neighbor or, you know, a friend, childhood friend or a family member, um, the male lady or the cashier or something. Um, literally, like, you, there's, you're around people, like, it's impossible unless you, you know, stay home and order, like, groceries and everything from home, um. It's impossible not to, like, encounter other people, so talk to people, even if it's a stranger. Just talk to them and be like, if somebody asks you, like, how you're doing, be like, well, actually not that good. And they might be like, they might just be like, oh, okay. Or they might be like, oh, I'm sorry, like, hope you feel better. Or they might even stop and, like, ask you a question, like, oh, how how can I help you feel better today? Um, so just open yourself up because depression is shameful and it tries to keep you lonely and it tries to make you isolate yourself and it tries to make you feel bad about yourself and it's important to get rid of that shame and that stigma by expressing how you feel and talking about what you're going through and um it brings a lot of like light to it and it it also the other thing about talking to people is that you get feedback whether that's um you know comments uh, like encouraging positive hopeful comments like loving comments or 
you might get feedback like suggestions and resources. Like that's another huge thing about reaching out and talking to people, even if it's strangers, is that other people have resources that might be helpful that you never knew about. So that's huge. That can be a huge thing to help you. Um, the other thing you can do is talk to yourself and literally just sit there and like talk it out, like out loud, not just in your head, like say how you're feeling out loud. Um, again, the idea is just to get it out of your mind and speak it out into words so that it, it, you can start to evaluate it and analyze it and also validate it. Just saying, I feel depressed. Like I feel like crap. I feel terrible. I feel sad. I feel lonely out loud validates your feelings, even if it's just by yourself. The other thing you can do that I also do as, um, since I am, have a public platform is that I talk about it on social media. So I'll like literally do a post or a story on my Instagram or Facebook and I'll be like, Hey, I'm depressed. <laughs> I feel poopy. Um, and I'll just literally be like, dude, you guys, this is literally what I'm doing. Like, I've been wearing the same outfit for three or four days. I haven't showered. I haven't brushed my hair. I'm just being, keeping it real. Like, and guess what else? Like, this is also what I'm doing to try to feel better. And I just try to keep it real, keep it 100. Um, so that way, if there's somebody else going through the same thing, they feel validated and they feel like they're not alone. So talk about it on social media if you're not, you know, afraid to talk about it. And if you have a private profile, then you're literally just sharing with people you actually know. And I guarantee that most of the people you know actually care about you. So you'll probably get some comments and some feedback saying, you know, I'm, I'm sorry you feel that way. Or, you know, if you ever need to talk, I'm here. Like there's so people care so much more than we really think about. Like people are you know, I'm, I think at the core, we're all human and humans want to connect with each other and humans want to help each other. Um, you know, there's, there's always the people that have been through a lot and distrust people or are guarded or whatever. But even those people, like if you can just break down a little bit, like a little hole in their wall, you'd be surprised what will come out of people and just the, the compassion that other people have for you. Especially because the other thing about being human is that we've all been through our own crap and crud and drug through the mud and had bad times. And I think even if somebody's never experienced depression per se in their life, maybe they've experienced um, losing somebody and grief, or maybe they've experienced a uh, like getting laid off from a job and being sad or being lonely or you know, something similar and, you know, they'll be able to empathize with you. So please, I can't recommend enough, uh, talking to people. The next thing I did was I saw my therapist and I probably didn't see her soon enough cause I didn't see her till, um, a couple weeks after I got back from vacation. I should have immediately set an appointment with my therapist when I got back from vacation because, Always when I have like highs or ecstatic um, moments in my life, there's always kind of a come down from that. And I know this and 
I wasn't as proactive as I should have been. So I didn't see my therapist till I had already been depressed for a couple weeks. And if I would have saw her sooner, I would have got this feedback that I'm going to share with you. So some things I talked about in therapy this last session last week, um, was, excuse me, (laughs) um, was how I was on a pink cloud before I went to Thailand because I just went to Thailand in mid-January for like 11 days and the trip like total was like almost two weeks because of travel time. Um, and how like I probably, things probably weren't going that great for me in like November and December, which if I look back and kind of take an inventory of like the things, behaviors I was doing, um, probably weren't that healthy, but I was just like on a pink cloud, AKA cloud nine. Um, I don't know if you've heard of that expression, a pink cloud. It's something that they talk about in recovery. Um, you might've just heard of it even if you've never been in recovery, but it basically means like you are protected from feeling, experiencing negative emotions or negative things or, you're kind of aloof, like you're kind of um, not aware necessarily of all the bad things around you or that you're going through because it's kind of like a protector. Like it's like imagine being in a puffy cloud and nothing can really get to you to like upset your mood. But, you know, what you're actually experiencing is like you're actually going through hard things, but you're just um, not aware of them. And you, or, or if you are aware, you choose to ignore them. So that's, that's kind of the two parts of being on a pink cloud is that you either are unconsciously making decisions to ignore your problems or you're consciously choosing to, um, ignore them and down or downplay them, um, or just not take action on making any, um, solutions to resolve them. So, that's kind of like what the pink cloud was on. And I was probably on that, um, you know, leading up to my Thailand trip in January. So probably a couple months prior and even the beginning of January. And then what happened was as soon as I got back from my trip, my pink cloud like burst. And that's exactly when I got depressed or when I realized I was depressed. So I actually got my period like the week I got back from vacation. And so at first the feelings that I was feeling like low energy, less motivated, uh, more tired, um, moody, a little more moody and sad and irritated. um, All those things happened to me on my period. So I thought, oh, it's just my period. Like I'm not that bad. Like I'm not really going through depression. But then when it didn't go away after my period went away, I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, I'm depressed. (laughs) Um, and one of the signals that I, behaviors that could have let me know that I was, um, not doing very well in November, December was my eating behaviors and my eating habits and, uh, particularly like binge eating. And it wasn't just the holidays. Like I definitely indulged on the holidays, but I did more than just indulging on the holidays. I was binging, not purging, but, um, yeah, just not doing so great. And so, um, that was good to like 
talking about that in therapy, like brought awareness and like helped me kind of think back about, okay, well, this has been going on for a little longer and now like, what, what can I do to get out of it? So one of the strategies that I talked about with my therapist was, um, for future episodes and by episode, I mean periods of being depressed because with a bipolar disorder, they call an episode either a manic episode or hypomanic episode or a depression episode. And that just means like a period of time. It could be anywhere from a few days to a few weeks to a few months. Um, and it's um, what I can do to kind of uh, intervene, like get some intervention immediately when I'm start when I recognize that I'm starting to experience an episode is by creating a wellness plan with action steps that involves my support team. So uh, in treatment that I've been in for the past 11 years, I've developed like a support team, mainly being my therapist, my psychiatrist, my mom, also my hormone doctor, also, you know, some other family members and friends. Um, they're like my support system. You can think of it as a support system, um, which everybody has. Like I, I talked about, everybody's got somebody. Um, and so what I need to do or what I'm going to do is create a wellness or a treatment plan that involves them that if I'm, if, you know, X, Y, Z happens, then they can do X, Y, Z to help me, um, get through or get intervention before it gets too bad. Um, one example of the, of this that I discussed with my therapist that I'm going to work with my mom on my mom, who's also my boss at work is, um, if I work less than a certain number of hours a week, or if I want to work from home for two days in a row, um, then my mom slash boss would tell me to call my doctor because that would be a, a sign that I was experiencing some depression because that's a huge thing for me. One of my symptoms is just not working very much. And so, and, you know, obviously like I'm a supervisor, like I need to work a certain amount of hours and be there. So if I'm not showing up and meeting expectations for my, for my job, then that's something that is a big, uh, alert or alarm saying, you know, something's wrong. So the other thing that would be more of a personal inventory would be if I sleep for over nine hours and like three days in a row or even two days in a row because typically I sleep for like eight or nine hours. Usually eight and a half hours is like my sweet spot for sleeping. But if I sleep for over nine hours for a few days, then I would call my doctor and set up a, a um, psychiatrist appointment. And then I would also call my therapist and set up an appointment with my therapist to get in as soon as possible. The other thing that my therapist and I talked about um, when it comes to um, some of the behaviors that I was experiencing and the symptoms of my depression, a, a big one was compulsive behavior and the compulsive behavior this time being binge eating. Um, if I was still smoking weed, which I quit smoking weed in July of last year and I recorded two episodes on that and the, I promise a third episode on 
how I quit um, is going to come out soon. But if you haven't listened to that, if you struggle with any type of addiction or maybe you're smoking a little bit more weed than you would like to be doing and you kind of feel like, hmm, maybe I, I smoke a little bit too much and I'm smoking like during times when I, I feel like I shouldn't be or something like that, go check out those two episodes um, on quitting marijuana. I think they're number seven and eight. Um, so last year when I was going through sad that, um, through depression, I noticed one of the symptoms was my compulsive behavior of smoking weed more often. And I talked about this on episode six that I was sad. I talked about how I knew that I was having a problem because I was using marijuana to cope with, uh, dealing with the depression, but in actuality, it was actually making me more depressed. Um, but this time instead of smoking weed, I've been binge eating and that's, um, my compulsive behavior. So my doctor or not my doctor, my therapist and I, my counselor talked about this thing, this strategy called urge surfing, or you could call it urge surfing or compulse, compulse surfing or something like that, or craving surfing. Um, basically it means that feelings of cravings and desires to do a compulsive behavior surge and peak at about 20, 30 minutes, and then they start to wear off or to go down. So if you can ride out the urge, like you can surf it out, then you're more likely to, uh, to not engage in the compulsive behavior after 30 minutes. So what I'm going to do, we talked about was writing a list of things I can do that are between 10 to 20 minutes each and to do like two to three of those things um, to keep me busy while I urge surf. And then most likely after I do those things, I'm not going to want to engage in the compulsive behavior. So that was a huge thing. I don't know if you struggle with any type of like compulsive behavior like shopping or gambling or any kind of drugs or like for me eating or over exercising or maybe just running your mouth a little too much. <laughs> talking trash. No, um, I guess that could be a compulsive behavior is like talking smack about people. Anyway, anything like that you can... Um, use that urge surfing strategy to, um, be able to write it out and to not engage in the compulsive behavior. Alrighty. I just have like, uh, like four or five more things here. Some of them are really short, but the next thing that I want to talk about is that I saw my psychiatrist and I, I had an appointment for like the 23rd of February, like already pre-planned like a few months ago. And then I, um, realized when I realized like, Hey, I'm de really depressed. I need immediate help. Um, was I called my doctor's office, my psychiatrist's office and set up an appointment. And I got an appointment for like, I think it was like the eighth or ninth or something like that. So I got an appointment a lot sooner, like two weeks sooner than what I was going to do, which really helped. Um, I, so we talked about everything I was experiencing and I got a med change or, a 
like a prescription change. So I'm stopping a medication that makes me sleepy. It's a mood stabilizer. I'm not going to specifically ever like say what medication I'm taking unless I specifically do a medication episode where I talk about bipolar medication. But I don't want to say it because everything works differently for everybody and everybody's body reacts uh, differently to each medication. So I'm not going to say like specifically what it is, but it does, it's a mood stabilizer that tends to make you sleepy and it also tends to make you overeat, makes you like get the munchies. Um, so I'm stopping that. That's been kind of hard because it does make me sleepy. So it does like help me fall asleep, but I am also on the flip side makes me sleep too much. So I have, I did go two nights without taking that since I've seen my doctor and I did not go to sleep till like 12 or one in the morning. So that was a little hard. Um, but you know, I think I, I think I need to go to half a pill, which I'm going to do for the next week is take half and then try to stop it instead of just getting off of it uh, completely. Even though I'm on like a really, really low dose, I'm on the lowest dose possible, but even just that little bit, just like has made such a difference. So I didn't just get a medical, um, medication change though. I also got instructed to add supplements. So the supplements, I will talk about those, um, because they are good for depression of all kinds is L methylfolate. So it's folic acid, but it's not the typical form of folic acid that you would think about. Um, that is like that you would get in like most drug stores or most um stores in general. Um I order mine on Amazon. I'm I should do an Amazon store and I'm going to do that. Um but I if you go I think on my link in my bio, you can go to my Amazon favorites maybe. I don't know. Um but it's called L-methylfolate and it's a specific form of folic acid that is um formulated to help your mood. And then also I'm taking a vitamin B complex. So the B complex has like all, I think there's like four or five different types of vitamin B in there, which is also helpful for your mood. And also my hormone doctor recommends that I take the vitamin B complex as well. So I've taken that like randomly, but I haven't been good about taking it every single day. And now that I think about it, I, you have to take it with food because otherwise you might have like a reaction. So I just ate food right before I started recording this. So I'm going to stop and take my vitamin B and my L-methylfolate. Some of the other supplements that my psychiatrist didn't necessarily tell me to take, but that my hormone doctor has recommended me taking and she tests my blood regularly for these vitamins that making sure I'm getting these minerals and stuff is um, vitamin D and these are also shown to help with mood and depression and anxiety so vitamin D is huge because a lot of people don't get enough sun so supplementing with the vitamin D also vitamin D has been shown to help um, decrease the side effects of COVID so um, just like vitamin C so I, I recommend taking both those on a daily basis for immunity um, I'm not a doctor, though, you know, consult your doctor or physician before taking any types of vitamins or supplements because I cannot give legal advice on doing that. I'm just only talking about what has been effective for me. 
Um, the other supplement I'm taking is magnesium, and there's a few different forms of magnesium. I think I take magnesium glyconate. I think that's how you say it, glyconate or glycinate. Um, but there's, it would be good if you got a magnesium that has like the multiple, I think there's like six or seven different forms of magnesium. So if you can get a few different types of magnesium, that would be really helpful. But the one that my hormone doctor recommended was the glyconate or glycinate. The other, um, supplement that I'm taking that has been recommended by a lot of doctors, especially psychiatrists, is omegas. So fish oil, um, mine do come from their fish and not synthetic. So you want to make sure you get like the real deal stuff of omegas, but omegas is just shown to help with inflammation on the brain, which inflammation can cause mood instability, such as anxiety and depression. Um, also magnesium also helps reduce anxiety as well. And when you're depressed, you tend to have more anxiety as well. The other thing I talked about with my psychiatrist that he recommended was to do light therapy every single day in the morning for at least an hour. So I've been doing light therapy. I've only done it a handful of times because I've only done it at work and I only started doing it like about a week after I realized I was depressed and I haven't been going into the office every day. So what I did um, was I ordered a light therapy lamp for my trailer um, because that's where I live, so that's my home. Um, so I got one for home, so that way I can do the light therapy both at work and days that I'm working from home or on the weekends when I'm not working in the office. Another thing my psychiatrist said to do was to get sunlight for 30 to 60 minutes at the beginning of the day. And obviously, if you can't do that amount, like get do the light therapy for at least 60 minutes at the beginning of your day or as soon as you can, he said, like, basically, like, the earlier the better that you do the light therapy because it helps uh, regulate your um, hormones and uh, your mood for the day. So, but getting sunlight is critical. Like, if you're going through any type of depression, sunlight, getting exposed for at least 30 to 60 minutes every day is important for your circadian rhythm and for increasing your mood stability and, excuse me, oh my gosh, <laughs> um, I just like took a big chug of water, um, <laughs> anyway, for, um, uh, what was I saying, oh, sunlight, sunlight is good for also increasing, I think, serotonin, uh, and serotonin is one of those feel-good chemicals that helps um, regulate your mood. So do that. And currently I'm only getting about 15 to 25 minutes of sunlight in the first part of my day. Cause basically my routine is that I wake up, I take my thyroid medicine, I drink about half a glass to a glass of water, and then I take my dogs for a walk like immediately. So I get that sunlight first part of my day. Now the question is what time of day am I waking up? And I'm not necessarily getting like the earlier you can get up and get like the first part of sunlight, the better. So if you can get up like shortly after the sun rises and get that first sunlight, that's going to be the best amount for you, especially because it's going to help you sleep at night as well. Um, so currently I'm only getting 15 to 25 minutes and I'm only, I'm get, not getting that to like 
9 or 10 o'clock in the day, sometimes not even until 11. Uh, because like I said in my last episode, I've been sleeping like 10, 11 hours a night. So um, what I'm trying to do is just push myself to get like at least 30 minutes instead of 15 or 20 and so I'm just like walking my dogs a little bit longer or just hanging out outside for a little bit longer. Um, so that should hopefully be helping. My doctor also recommended that I keep walking every day and try to exercise as often as I can. Um, obviously not over exercising, but I typically, before I got depressed, was exercising like five to six days a week on average and then I was also including walking and outdoors and um, doing recovery workouts like yoga or going on a hike but he said that walking I've been walking every day because I haven't been doing my exercises and he said that's really good and to keep doing that um, the other thing I discussed with my psychiatrist was getting a doctor's note to get three days off from work and three days felt like a good amount of time for me to kind of recenter myself, do some self-care, uh, focus on, you know, these um, strategies that I'm talking about for getting through the depression and getting over it. And, um, and now that I look back, I could have used maybe like another day or two, um, which I might call him. But um, anyway, um, if you can get some time off of work, like if you can get a doctor's note, like I highly recommend that because it's good to take that time to focus on yourself and like not just to like sleep all day, but to actually get back in it, into a routine of like getting up and doing these things like walking, talking to people, getting sunlight, um, taking supplements, um, eating three meals a day. Like it just helps give you time to like do those basic things that are really healthy for you. So, um, another, um, a few more things I've been doing that are basically free. Um, one of them is keeping a journal or a planner of my days. So I just got this, uh, journal that I'm so excited about. It's called the push journal, like push somebody over, but it's like supposed, it's meant to like push you to like reach for your goals and achieve your goals. And it, it's so great because I got the health tracker, one um, that helps you monitor your nutrition, your self-care, your exercise, how many, um, how much um, calories you're burning a day, um, and, and other stuff. But what I've also been doing is I've been doing those things that are already in the planner, the push journal. And the other good thing about the push journal is that it has about a page and a half of diary notes where you can do an inventory and kind of write some notes about your day. And so I've been reflecting on each day and that's been helping me. Um, I highly recommend if you don't have a planner to just get out a notebook and just write down like five, two to five minutes, like every day at the beginning or end of each day, write about the previous day or that day and write um, just some things that happen, how you are feeling, um, some good things, some positive things that happen, things that maybe didn't go so well or things you want to improve and just reflect on overall what the, the energy was of your day. And that's been super helpful for me. So I love that the journal, the push journal has those, that space in it for writing. Cause I've been doing that every day. 
And then the other thing I've been adding in addition to that is something that I have done for years is I used to call it a self-help today journal where I would write down, I'd rate my energy, my anxiety, and my depression on a, a scale of one to 10. So 10 being the lowest and er, 10 being the lowest, one being the lowest or zero being, you know, absolutely none. And then 10 being the highest and the worst. So I've noticed I've been rating my energy, anxiety, and depression, and they've all were going up over the past couple weeks. And so that was another signal to me that I was more depressed than I thought I was. And so awareness is everything. So once you're aware of um, what you're going through, then you can start to evaluate and take, and then you can make a plan and take action on that plan. So if you're not aware of what's happening to you or what's happening around you or what you're doing, then there's no way you can make any changes because you're just going to keep going through the motions and you're not going to have any sort of feedback or perception of how you're actually feeling. Like not just like how you're feeling in the moment, but like reflecting like on how you felt for the day and like what certain things are, um, what happened that made you feel that way or what didn't happen that made you feel that way. So um, keeping track of those things is super important for mental health because when you're mentally ill or mentally unhealthy, you need to make changes. Like that is what's going to make the difference is making a change. And so, like I said, to make a change, you need to be aware. Uh, the other thing this journal tracks is my sleep, which is huge because then I realized, oh my gosh, I thought I was only sleeping like nine hours a night and I'm actually sleeping like 11 on average. So I I was able to not only realize that myself, but I was able to tell that to my therapist and my psychiatrist. Another thing that's been super helpful for me, it has been to just give myself grace. And this is a spiritual, emotional thing, um, which depression is like kind of an an all-encompassing feeling or um, illness of the body, and that includes being spiritually ill and emotionally ill. And so giving myself grace has been um, so critical to not, like, making the depression worse because when you beat yourself up and shame yourself and tell yourself bad things and make yourself feel like crap even more than you already do. Like it's just going to contribute to get the depression getting worse and getting more out of control. So if you give yourself grace, like one of the things I'm doing is, is just knowing that I'm not going to be able to do all the things that I normally do right now. And just allowing myself to be okay with that and be like, I'm going to do like I said, like the affirmation said, I'm going to do what I can, when I can, where I can in order to help myself feel better. And that's all I can do right now. Like on other days, I could push myself more and I could try to check a few more things off my to-do list. But right now, like my to-do lists are very short and my very simple, like my to-do list. Let me see my to-do list for today because I have my to-do list in my journal, my push journal, is to work on episode um, 12 and 13 of the podcast, which I tried to fix 
the audio of episode 12. So if you listen to episode 12, thank you for listening. But the audio is really bad because it's really quiet. So I was trying to fix that, but I couldn't figure it out. Anyway, and then to work on episode 13, I you know, to record it, which I'm doing now, obviously. Um, and those, those are kind of like things that are, I'm doing because I have the time, but if I was working and stuff, I wouldn't be doing those things. I have the day off today. So I'm like, okay, I have more time. So I'm going to do a little bit more like doing what I can when I can. The other thing I have is reading a book, uh, walking the dogs, cooking dinner, cleaning the bathroom, putting stuff away. Like that's it. Like that's my to-do list. Oh, and then doing a workout. So about six or seven things on my to-do list, but most of them like reading a book is like 10, 20 minutes. Walking the dogs is like 30 minutes. Cooking dinner is like 30 minutes. Cleaning the bathroom is like 30 minutes. Putting stuff away is like 20 minutes. So literally like if you add all those things up, it's really only like two to three hours of stuff that I'm doing. And then I give myself grace to, you know, do whatever, like whether it's watch TV or, um, play a game on my phone or, um, go on social media and just scroll and kind of look at things. So I don't have a ton to do on my to-do list. And today I have more things than I have before. Like, let me see my to-do list for yesterday for Sunday was literally to, well, I had cleaned the bathroom, but obviously I didn't do that. It was to work out, to get 9,000 steps, to create a social media post, which only takes like 10 minutes, um, to eat a healthy breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And then again, I tried to fix the sound of episode 12, but I didn't actually do that. So it was like five things. Um, so you keep it very simple. And so back to back to giving yourself grace is just not beating yourself up for not being where you want to be or how you want to be right now and just accepting that where you are right now is not where you're always going to be and it's just a period of time that you're my dog is snoring um <laughs> it's just a period of time that you're going through and you're going to get through it and you don't have to be like the best version of yourself right now but you do have to try to do the best you can. So it's not, you're not always going to be your best, but you're going to try to do the best you can. And I think that's really important. Another thing when it comes to the spiritual aspect of depression is that um, connecting to your religion or to like your higher power, if like you're in recovery or you believe in the universe or whatever. Like I always say, like if you believe in the universe, like where did the universe come from? Obviously it came, came from some sort of creator, right? Whether you believe that creator is God or you believe it's a higher power came from somewhere. Okay. Let's just all admit that like the big bang, what started the big bang. Okay. <laughs> like I don't get very opinionated on podcast episodes. I got opinionated on Number, I think it was 11. <laughs> anyway, that was a good episode. I think I talked, oh wait, no, number 11 was about my goals. I think it was number 10, yeah, where I talked about the end of the year and being mentally healthy. Anyway, um, that's just like my opinion for the day. I don't have very many, I don't have opinions about what people do or where, what people are 
who's hanging out with who or whatever. Like, I try not to get into people's business and have opinions on other people's lives. But I do have opinions on certain things. And one of them is God. So, a spiritual thing I'm doing to help combat and get through depression is praying. So, I... Pray and practice gratitude. So if you don't believe in God or you don't believe in a higher power and you just believe in yourself, practice gratitude. Like even if you're just saying thank you to yourself, like being grateful and having an attitude of gratitude is uh, is at least if you do it, you know, for a few minutes, like two to three minutes a day, that's two to three minutes of your day where you're not depressed. Because it's literally impossible to feel depressed and grateful at the same time. It's impossible to feel angry and grateful at the same time. It's just impossible to feel sad and grateful at the same time. So being grateful for two to three minutes of your day is a way to distract yourself and to also feel something other than feeling bad and feeling depressed. So practice gratitude. That's something I've been doing. And then praying. I've been praying while I'm walking because when I'm walking outside, I try not to listen to, um, like audio, like a, a book or a podcast because I have to, I live in the woods. So I have to be like aware of my surroundings of like animals or cars going by. So I typically don't listen to anything while I'm walking. So instead I'll pray and it's usually my prayers are prayers of gratitude so that's another way I'm practicing gratitude. I also write down one to two to three things I'm grateful for every day in my push journal. So that's another great thing about the push journal is that it has that space for you to do that. Um, and then also while I'm making my dog's breakfast. So habit stacking, if you haven't heard of habit stacking, it's basically like adding a habit onto something that you already currently do. So one of the things could be like, while you're cooking, listen to a book on audio or a podcast or while you're walking, um, pray while you're doing that, like, like I said, or while you're brushing your teeth, um, pick your nose. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I couldn't think of one for, I guess, listen to a book while you're brushing your teeth or, um, what, so a habit stack is, like I said, doing one thing while you're doing something else that you already normally do. So what I do is while I'm making my dog's breakfast, like, you know, it takes like, what, two, three minutes or something like that. I um, pray during that time. And it could be a prayer request or it could be a prayer of gratitude. Okay, only two more things that I want to talk about. I will say I wanted this episode to be like 30 minutes and I, I wrote it down like, I broke up the past episode of The Symptoms and what I'm doing into two episodes because I wanted them to be shorter, but they both ended up being long anyway. So, I got to get better at, like, breaking it down. I could probably have given you just the first half of this, like, what I did in my treatment plan and then the second half of, like, uh, coping skills. But anyway, we're, we're, it's too late. We're at where we're at and I have two more things to talk about and then I'll be done. So the, another thing I'm doing to combat depression is moving my body in general. So I've been working out a few times a week with my online streaming, streaming library of workouts that I can use from my phone, my iPad or my laptop or from anywhere. I have internet service. I use it in my trailer, my home, outside, um, 
at the gym. Well, I don't go to the gym right now, but I am planning on joining the gym just to be social and be around people and to do it with my brother because my brother goes to the gym. But I could use it in a hotel or across the world on vacation. Wherever you are, you can use this online streaming device. Um, so it's one tool that you can use to overcome depression is exercise. So you too can use my online workout of library that has thousands of workouts for all, all levels of fitness and dozens of tailored workout programs to meet your wellness goals. There is running, all kinds of cardio, cycling, boxing, and martial arts, weightlifting, dynamic strength training, dancing, yoga, tai chi, body weight training, mobility, recovery, and HIIT workouts. They even have mindset, nutrition programs, and meditations. It's an all-in-one tool when it comes to achieving wellness physically and mentally and even spiritually. So check out... The link in my bio on Instagram, go to Tiffany Joy Bankhead on Instagram and sign up um, or go to BeachBodyOnDemand.com. That's BeachBodyOnDemand.com and sign up for a trial and enter my name, Tiffany Bankhead, as your coach. That is the only advertisement we have ever had on the podcast. And so please support the podcast, especially if you have any fitness or wellness goals, even if you don't want to exercise or you don't have the ability to exercise if you just need a nutrition plan or you just want the mindset. The um, There's mindset um, talks and there's uh, mindset like meditations. Um, you can use my online library of workouts. So go check it out. Go to Tiffany Joy Bankhead on Instagram. And another thing I'm doing to move my body is yoga and stretching. So I mean, yoga is a workout. Definitely, it's working your body and working your brain. But sometimes yoga is just very gentle and, like, not a lot of movement. So I kind of put yoga and stretching in the same category, even though I feel like yoga is more intentional than just stretching. But um, I've been doing that instead of, like, doing, like, a hardcore workout. I've also been dancing, like, randomly, like, just... I'll turn on some music and just, like, dance for, like, a couple minutes or whatever. Um, I've also, like I said, I've been walking and then also playing catch with my dogs at least once a day and going to the dog park. And, like I said, I met up with my friend and walked around the dog park one day. Actually, we didn't purposely meet up. We just so happened to both be there, which was really cool. I thought it was, like, very serendipitous because we were both kind of struggling. So that was nice. Um, but yeah, just going to the dog park, I get more steps in walking around and everything. And sometimes having an animal, like animals are definitely very healing and an animal can help is a great way to combat depression because when you're taking care of them, you're also taking care of yourself. Like typically for, you know, an animal, you have a routine for them. Like you feed them at a certain time, you take them on a walk or take them out to go potty or, um, you know, give them attention and everything like at certain times of the day. And so that, that automatically creates a routine for you. And also just like maybe when you're feeding them, like you remind yourself, oh, I need to eat something too. So it's like taking care of them and taking care of yourself and definitely walking a dog, um, is so helpful for depression because, um, you're not only getting outside and getting that sunlight, but you're also moving your body. 
So if you don't have a service animal or a emotional support animal, I highly recommend getting a dog if it's in your means to do, if it's, if you're able to do it. Um, and you can talk to your doctor or your psychiatrist about getting a service dog. Um, so yeah, the last thing I want to say, and thank you so much for being here and listening to this whole episode. Hopefully you got a lot out of this because I literally gave you like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine things, nine tools today, which is kind of a lot for one episode, um, how to get over and get through depression. So hopefully, or at least even if you're not depressed, hopefully you implement at least one of these into your life today to just feel better in general. So the last thing is listening to music. This one is pretty popular and pretty common. And like, obviously a lot of people listen to music when they're not depressed. Um, but in particular, when you're depressed, listen to music that makes you feel good or helps you feel various emotions. Um, like one of the things about being depressed is like, sometimes you don't feel like other emotions, like excited or, um, sympathy or, um, uh, passion or anger or, um, just different emotions. You don't necessarily feel them all. So, um, but definitely listen to like a feel good, um, playlist or your favorite music. And then also listen to music that, and it's good to like listen to music that allows you to feel your emotions. Like, um, because it helps you work through them. So even if you listen to sad music, it's kind of good to like process, you know, how you're feeling and kind of let it out. Maybe it helps you cry and then crying is very healing. So I highly recommend having a good cry when you're depressed. It actually, believe it or not, doesn't make you more depressed. It actually provides a lot of relief. So that's another tool. Tool number 10 I'm giving you is to have a good cry session. Um, when you're depressed and to let, like, let in general, let yourself feel the emotions. Um, but something that's also helpful. Another tool I have for you is to check out my Spotify playlist. So if you go to Spotify and just look up my name, Tiffany Joy Bankhead, you can follow me on there. And I have like over 20 playlists, but I have a couple of playlists that I highly recommend. I have one called let's get it today. Um, one called like pump me up or get pumped up or something like that. Another one called best day ever and, um, a workout pump up like workout jams as well. And those are all really uplifting and feel good, uh, playlists that, um, will help put you in a different state of like elevation and excitement and like happiness. So check out those playlists. I also have a playlist called feeling my feelings that is, I listen to like at least every other day just to like kind of get a little bit emotional and like allow myself to feel my feelings. <laughs> I think that's important to validate that for yourself. Um, it's good to allow yourself to feel different emotions other than just depression, sadness, hopelessness, or loneliness, even if it's anger or rage. Sometimes having a little bit of anger and rage is healthy. And I think especially when you're depressed to like also feel that way is to just have a healthy range of emotions. So that is that you guys.
Thank you so much for listening. I'm just going to do our affirmation again. We're going to say it three times and then that will be it. So let's say our affirmation. I can do or I do what I can when I can and where I can in order to help myself feel better. I do what I can when I can and where I can in order to help myself feel better. I do what I can, when I can, and where I can in order to help myself feel better. Thank you so much for being here today and supporting the podcast. Please rate it five stars and follow. Click the button to share this with a friend or a family member or post it on your social media. And go follow me, Tiffany Joy Bankhead, on Instagram for more information on my mental health in general and more tools to help you improve your mental health. I love you so much, and I hope that you start to feel better soon.